Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. I'm Batman. Where's the podcast? <laughs> Just kidding. It's me, Jordan. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm a Doge. chunk. I'm a chunk. Yeah, sorry. Oh, cool. I'm Doge, and you want to hunk nuts? Come on, let's hunk nuts. <laughs> I don't want to hunk nuts. Just by the way. Oh, I'm. If, I, if there's an opt-out option, <laughs> click the checkbox. Do you accept? I don't know if it gets any do better. You, do you accept hunking nuts? Except <laughs> to, to browse our website. I'm Carter and Batman. Batman. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in, where a man dressed up as a chunk gets all my press? This town needs an enema. <laughs> Gorse, yeah. dang it, dude. Very disappointed yeah. in that. You're disappointed. Very Jess just, in- Jess just texted me and said, Bear was sound asleep and you woke him up by yelling something about nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time I've got that message in, you know what I mean? Oh, what? You joker. I know, I'm silly. <sighs> silly joker. What a silly joker I am. You're silly. Why are you the hunk though? Thanks. I was I was getting worried you weren't going to ask me that, and it was just going to be. A, I was. Air. I thought you and uh, Carter were doing a back and forth thing. I was going to let him say it, but then he just sort of let it go. No, so. I'm just still no. brooding in how awful my random Jack attempt was. So I've. I was oh, I've had. This. I've had way worse Jacks that have been recorded this. on this podcast. Um, I'm the hunk because uh, for Christmas, Jess got me like a a sous vide. Do we know about sous vides, right? Oh yeah. You seal the meat in a vacuum bag, and you you essentially cook it in a hot water bath until the inside of the meat's the exact temperature that you want it to be, and then you can take it out, finish it, sear it on the grill. Um, but the good thing about it is, like, when you seal the meat, uh, if you vacuum seal it, it, it opens the muscle fibers to where you can get a really deep, really thorough marinade in, like, about 30, 40 minutes. Honk so. shoe, honk shoe. That's how cartoon characters snore. Get to the point. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So uh, I you know, been doing a lot of sous vide cooking and it's really great. Um, and it just got me a vacuum sealer to go with it. Uh, and my vacuum sealer really sucks. <sighs> because it's a vacuum. That was good. That was was good. it? Are you going to say good? Really? Here's what I've noticed, and I know we've got a Batman series to begin. So no, I just know, I wanted to kick us off with no, a classic, stop, stop. a classic joke. Here's the thing: I've noticed we have trends in our in our hunkdom. Carter's is typically he, that he is going to Disney World. Yeah, it like. Carter's the hunk for going to Disney World, um, or something <laughs> of that level. So like Carter's hunkdom is typically like grand thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's my hunkdom. Hunk- 
I feel like my hunkdom typically shakes out a little something like this. It's usually like, who's going to be the hunk? Nobody says anything, and I'm like, I could scrounge something. I mean, I, I made a, a weird mattress. I made a weird sandwich. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can scrounge something. I can figure it out. I, and in Doge's Doge's goes like, allow me to set the stage for eleven to fourteen minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'll wrap up with sort of. A vague reason that I'm hunk. Yeah, but, but then tracks. this time the bait and switch was bad. I it's supposed to be though, isn't it? That's a pun. It's no, yeah, sure, sure. I appreciated it. I, I, it I didn't. Good. So <laughs> well, really now, wanted, what do we do now? What do we do for now? This episode. <laughs> I wanted to kind of deflate your excitement, like maybe it was a balloon filled with poison gas. Uh, I'm back in, baby. I'm, you don't even know that I'm so on theme. He's so on theme. I said that already. I knew that. I thought it was brilliant. We're in the Batman series. We're here. Yeah. Finally. You know, Finally. Cat, Catwoman was kind of part of it, and that was just a, a real <laughs> gem, but that was more of an accident than anything else. The Batman series. The movie or the fact that we talked about it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to begin the Batman series with a movie from 1989 starring Michael Keaton. Yes, sir. Starring... Jack Nicholson. Do you think it was tough for him to remember his character's name? Um, He's also Jack in The Shining. Yeah. Something that I've noticed about Jack Nicholson is that I always almost say Jack Nicholas, who is a famous golfer. The Golden Bear. And so... Because also in golf, there's a Phil Mickelson. (laughs) (laughs) What are you you supposed to do? Crazy. Like, what what do you even... But the name of this movie, (laughs) to begin our Batman series... It's pretty simple. Ba- ba- Batman. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Tosh, will you synopsify us, please? This week's IMDb synopsis is written by Blazer346. Incredible. <laughs> Good start. No, that was a gun. <laughs> That's a laser. I think it was Blazer. Blazer. Oh. So, like, so a, what sound a does, smart jacket, what sound does like a, a smart really smart jacket, jacket make? <laughs> Ooh. Cha-ching. Yeah, there we go. Cha-ching, I think that's is what it, it makes. Probably, After yeah. witnessing the death of his beloved parents in front of his face, <laughs> billionaire Bruce Wayne vows himself to protecting the good people of Gotham City against evil forces vows that himself? threaten the city. But his vow is put to the test when he starts to wage his crime-fighting crusade against the maniacal clown Prince of Crime, also known as... As the Joker. Dang. When was the first and last time you watched this movie prior to for this podcast? I mean, last I had time? to be like 10 maybe yeah, or I was younger. A, I was a little guy. Yeah. The last time I watched this, it's been probably, a minute and a half. It has been probably over two or at three least ago. over a decade since I watched this movie last. Did you say two or three years ago, Carter? Yeah. For your first time. Oh, the first time? I said, when no, was the was first young. and last thought, time? Oh, oh, the last time I watched it was two or three years ago. The first gotcha. time I watched it, I was a kiddo. Yes. Okay. So after this movie released, there was a fair amount of Batman mania. I like mean, merchandising to what, like yes. everything was Batman. Carter, you were alive and Jordan and I were not. Were you swept up in the Batmania? I was one years old, but the Batmania- So you saw it in theaters probably, right? No. The Batmania, though, even when, like, when I can start having memories about toys and things, which was probably like five, six, 
was lasting a long time because I mean yeah. we'll talk about Batman Returns happens a couple years after this. But this was like I forget how Batman in 1989. Because I think we had some Superman movies that came before this, right? Sure, Superman, Superman 76. By uh, 10 years before. When Batman came out, roughly 13, the, I think. At least American culture started to lean more this guy being popular, more popular than Superman. Yeah. I yeah. think. And it shows that influence of cinema and seeing these people in movies that at least carry some weight. But Batman and this random <laughs> second big movie or first big movie attempt of this director, Tim Burton, yeah. out of nowhere. I'm forgetting how much this probably influences not only the seriousness of like current Batmans, but yeah. also maybe superhero movies. Yeah. Right? Like this is pivotal. This is mm-hmm. a kind of absolutely pillar of superhero movies. So I um <clears throat> this movie will always hold a special place in my heart because I growing up my family was not into my family as a whole was not into nerd stuff when I was super young. I was. And so, like, I didn't watch superhero movies with my dad until Marvel started getting cool and, like, the Dark Knight trilogy came out and it became a little more mainstream. Yeah. I only got into Star Wars as a kid because my aunts gave me a box set of VHSs of the original trilogy. Like, cool. I— I only got into Lord of the Rings because we had very, very close friends whose family was obsessed and I would watch it with them. You know what I mean? So I never saw this movie. This movie I was exposed to after Batman the Animated Series, which was my first Same. exposure to the character of Batman ever. And I I absorbed Batman the Animated Series with Kevin Conroy voicing Batman and Mark Hamill voicing the Joker. I absorbed that almost constantly for like, the formative years of my life. One of my earliest memories is in the living room of the house I was born into. I had, we had a rug in the living room and I had bunched it up, made a tunnel, crawled inside, called it my bat cave, got a bowl of goldfish and a Batman action figure. And I had a bat wing, uh, like the bat jet toy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was laid down on my stomach, just watching animated series episode after episode after episode. It's phenomenal. Then years later, in elementary school, when I finally saw this movie, I was like, oh, it's like the cartoon. <laughs> and so what I mean is this movie gave me my one of my favorite memories of a child, which was Tim Burton's world um, and the musical stylings of Danny Elfman influenced b- yeah. my brain's Batman more than I even understood at the time. Yeah. And here's the thing too, like in 90, so 1992 to 1995 is Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, these, th- th- this is also a pivotal time in my life as a kiddo. And I, exact same feel, Jordan. I Especially when you hear Batman's tune, right? When mm-hmm. we first see him. Yeah. It's all over the Animated Series and you forget kind of what came first, which is funny. But on IMDb, it ranks the top 250 TV shows of all time. Batman the Animated Series is number 26. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't shock me. Because it's it's really good. And it still holds up. Yeah. But I, we won't get to my super pump just yet. Yeah. But Tim Burton's influence on who Batman is Mm -hmm. uh, is massive. Tim Burton's influence on Gotham City. That's the big one, right? That's the one. Like a city at a time. If I could put the feelings of just traveling Gotham in 1989 and then in 1991 and 92 into a bottle and just carry it with me that the the nostalgia is dense. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's like waiting in line for the Batman ride at (laughs) 
Six Flags. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll just do it now. So my super pump amidst all of these wonderful things, amidst Jack, all that stuff, is the set. My super mm. pump for this movie cool. ultimately is the set because that's where most of my feels came from. These yeah. nostalgic things that I go back to and I'm back again with all of my stuffed animals around me with a blanket fort watching these Tim Burton Batman yep. movies. Like yeah. it is amazing. It won an Oscar, you know, set uh, and art direction <clears throat> won an Oscar mm -hmm. uh, because I, I mean, it's just kind of coming out of nowhere and they did it on a budget. Yeah. Like on a, yeah. on a small, like For this real. movie made more than 100 times wow. what it cost. It was $35 million. It made over 400 million. Batman in 1989 was more successful domestically in the US of A than Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Wow. Now, Last Crusade got more worldwide, but I mean, we were enamored. America was like, oh this my God. That guy? Yeah. Yeah. Love him. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Love because it made it. He wasn't. He wasn't just a. He wasn't like a joke anymore. Is that? Do you sure. think that's yeah. like the totally one of the main things? Anyways, I think in popular culture he wasn't a joke anymore. Comics had been trending that direction for a while. This was yeah a year after the Killing Joke was released, which Dark is, Knight Returns was already out at this point too. Exactly. So Batman was already serious and broody in the comics, but like talk this, about an amazing twenty four months for Batman for real. Yeah. This is like the the kind of worldwide first exposure to a non Adam West. Goofy, chummy Batman, mm -hmm. and the fact that still, this is the fact that it's like a movie based on based around largely non bankable talent at the time. It's easy to forget that Michael Keaton at the time was a bit like uh, a bit like Bruce Willis going into Die Hard, where it's yeah, like, it why would you too. why would you cast Mister Mom as Batman? Right, I mean that's right. stupid. There's yeah. no way and he would do a good job. He'd of that. done Beetlejuice the year before, right? So yeah. even then, but that wasn't like a of the Tim, Tim Burton tends to have a cult following. And so Beetlejuice is far more like cultish of a following than Batman. Oh, sure. Popular opinion, right? But so here's the thing about, and I'm sure we'll have more of these discussions as time goes on in this series. I think we have to. But just base stats, obviously I'm not going to count our Pat because his movie's not out and we haven't seen it. But um, I mean, Michael Keaton is my second favorite Batman. Cool. Who's number one? I mean, it has to be Christian Bale for me, personally. Okay. So we're talking live action, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Okay. If, it, if we're talking animated, it's Kevin Conroy. It's not even close. I, say, I won't I won't stand for that Kevin disrespect on my podcast. If, <laughs> if animated counts, Kevin Conroy is Batman. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just as far as live action, man, Michael Keaton is, is other than his perm, it's, which it's, it's 89. Which is a, a yeah, choice. I'll, I'll, a I'll give him choice. a free pass there, but he's a great Bruce. Yeah. He's a great Batman. Yeah. His pursed lips crack me up every time. Mm hmm. It looks <laughs> like Batman's just going to kiss somebody. Yeah. It looks every like Batman's time. coming in for the smooch. Coming in for that smooch. It, man, <laughs> I, I don't know. I really, um, I expected to enjoy this more in a Catwoman way. Yeah. And I, I rewatching after probably more than a decade, I enjoyed this in a very real Batman y way. Yeah. yeah. Because I think the camp that we get, at least from this Tim Burton movie, is both, is both an homage to old Batman. These were still some of the pieces that we had to bring from the structure ahead of time and be like, Hundo. this kind of worked. We have to bring it in here. And also the Joker. I mean, it's going to be, oh, yeah, you know, we'll anything talk, we'll around talk, yeah. him, there's parts of that. But yeah. 
it's it's good. And you know, Keaton had a pretty massive influence on how Batman would be portrayed from there on. For sure. Uh, or at least yeah. portrayed well. <laughs> his inability but- <laughs> to turn his head kills me. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. But like Bale picking up on changing his voice, like uh-huh. that was a Keaton thing. Keaton mm-hmm. said, I think he should sound a yeah. lot different in the mask. Otherwise, so, people's going to know it's exactly him, right? Yeah, and people yeah. forgot about that when Batman Begins came out, right? They were like, that's dumb. I like the movie, but except for like, I don't know why he's got to be like, it's like, well, that's, okay, whatever, guys. <laughs> Give him we'll a- get there. Give it about a month. We'll get there. Yeah. There's so many Batman movies. I There's quite a lot of Batman. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I, I my brain keeps going like, and next is Clooney. And it's like, nope, another Keaton, then another Kilmer, Keaton, then, then a Kilmer, then a Clooney. <laughs> then a Christian. Then a Christian. Then a then, then, then a, a Catholic. A Crobert. Then a, then a Catinson. We're not going to do the Catholics, though. We already no, did No, we're those. not going to do the we Catholics. Already did we already did the Catholics. No, I, okay. There, there is so much to love here. Gotham City is, um, the city out of time with this like retro and futuristic technology all yeah, over the place. Yeah, the like the it's definitely the eighties based on technology, but also the style. It's also the fifties, the fifties, yeah. and the mobsters are from the twenties, <laughs> right? And the city's this weird like steampunk, almost H.R. Geiger, yeah, totally. tangle of tubes. Totally, it's just so mm-hmm. cool. And Batman mm-hmm. or uh, Gotham is still portrayed like that in a lot of Batman pop culture, specifically like the Arkham games and yeah. a lot of the comics. Um, the Batcave still looks like this in a yep. lot of Batman uh, literature. Mm-hmm. Still has Speaking the sort of, of like piecemealed monitors in a cave with waterfalls just on a random pillar. And Yeah. I forgot how late it happens in the movie. But if we're talking about set pieces, the Batmobile, that is oh, one of dude, the most yeah. iconic Batmobiles. I have seen it's gotta be that top Batmobile that with my Adam own West. eyes. Yeah. Oh, you have? Where? Truett Cathy. Had it at the Chick Fil A headquarters in Atlanta back in like 2006. Why does Why does he have a Batmobile, dude? You can Google it. It's there with the suit. Man. I don't know if why it's the, I don't know if it is the stuff. one used on set, but it is like a scale replica at least, maybe the one. That's That's the one that's in the animated series, right? Uh, yes. Very similar. Yeah, very yeah. similar. It's a little okay. more Cadillac y in the animated series, <laughs> yeah. but it's very very similar. It's the yeah, one I yeah. had a toy of. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I had the Hot Wheels of it. Uh-huh. It's just, Gotham is just kind of sexy, dude. It dude, is it is like, a little sexy, yeah. isn't it? Everything about it, even though it's, it's like a Gotham little bit is grunge. wearing low rise, ripped up leather bell bottoms <laughs> and high heeled sandals. And has yes. a Kate Gosselin haircut. <laughs> and just just whipped me with a uh, with a keg hose. Keg hose. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody notice? In terms of, uh, and I don't want to get too jumping all over the place. Sure. Like in terms of plot points, the similarities of what Catwoman was trying to do with beauty products. Big time. Dude. I had forgotten that as a, as Dude, a through line. Catwoman is is just a half-hearted remix of a million other superhero movies. Yeah. So that's Isn't not, it? we're going to see more of those, I'm <laughs> does, sure. Does Vicky, yeah. does Kim Basinger ever come back? Does Vicky ever come back? I don't think she does. I don't remember. I don't remember if she's <laughs> in the next one. I mean, uh, I know we're going to find out soon. Yeah, sure. I'm just, I'm saying, I think she does, uh, I think she's really great in this. Yeah, she yeah, does okay. I do too. Like, I, I think that her sort of figuring out uh, everything about Bruce and just sort, sort of trying to pin his personality. Um, I, I'll say this, uh, Alfred's portrayal is fantastic, but Alfred would never out 
that Bruce was lying about being out of town like that. When right. he was like, so we're not are... going anywhere on the stairs, I was like, Alfred, what are you doing, man? It's tricky because, uh, like, in pop culture, because we've been writing Batman stories since, like, what, 40-something? Like, Batman's, we've been writing Batman stories for a long time. The character's going to keep evolving. Um, and so there were, as somebody who has read a lot of modern Batman, particularly Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run from 2011 to 2015, I think is the best modern Batman. Uh, there are things like when Batman like is barely able to fight this random guy without, like just barely squeaks out a win against right. a couple of random thugs. It's like, ah, it's not very Batman. Right. Or like when he's not necessarily the world's greatest detective and doesn't really figure out a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, yeah. Ah, it's, not very Batman. Or like when Alfred outs him, it's like, oh, that's not very Alfred. It seems but like this is very accidentally year one, though. It it sort of is year one-ish. I think that the Batman's going to be more blatantly year one. And Batman I think it's supposed to be more year two, isn't it? Well, sure. But I mean, pulling from year one, right. the graphic novel. But yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Because there are little things that it's like, that's that's not who the character is now. But... I can see that then that probably tracks a little bit better. Yeah. I, I, I had several asides on this podcast, over mm. a dozen, mm. to where I get to say like, man, I'm learning so much. And, but for some reason today, and I'll have to check my own emotional health, I'm like, do I belong here? Do I, do I belong on this podcast? We're talking about so much stuff that I'm like, am I the… Are they kind of pulling me along? No, Carter, like, you are like, representing oh, we have an obligation to most him. listeners, I think. And they're and they're listening to us and they're going, Snyder, Kapula, who are these people? I don't know. I don't care about this. this. I don't care about this. I don't care about this. No, Talk I about do the movie. care about it. I do care about it. I think that's amazing. I'm going to co-sign that Greg's, or, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's run of uh, Batman in the New 52 was probably my favorite Batman content of, other than the Arkham series of the 20. 10s. 20-teens, yeah. Um, I, I think that we're going to see their influence for a long, long time. I mean, there's there's Court of Owls rumors for the patents in Batman. Oh, so which would, cool. which would, which would, by the which way, would be great, right? amp me up beyond anything. I mean, Matt Reeves, anything. is he confirmed for a trilogy? He's hoping to have more than the one, right? Yeah, I don't know he, if he's confirmed It's just kind of a question mark in the times yeah. of the I think COVID. Warner Brothers... If a Batman oh. solo project can perform well, can count on them to. I think they're going to come in it. and say as many as you want, Matthew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we also get to make the decisions. How about you make Electro purple? Right. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. I'm a little concerned a little. that it'll do well under Matt Reeves's guidance, yeah. and then Warner Brothers is going to be like tight, tight, tight. That was honestly sick. Okay, we're going to bring Halle Berry back through a time warp portal. Exactly. <laughs> Please don't. What if we brought every Batman back together and we did a movie called Batman No Way Home? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. I know. I'm worried that they're going to learn the wrong it's lesson from a certain movie. That is. Anyway, we're talking about, I was talking about characters performing, being pretty different from their most current incarnation. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. going to lead me to my super dump. Ooh, Are we ready for it? Yeah. I know we've kind of been just dilly dallying around. No, I love it. In the breeze. Not dilly dally. I do not prefer a Joker with uh, an origin story in which he has knowable motives and intentions. Sure. Uh, things like- Takes the, away the chaos, doesn't it? Right. Things like the killing joke do a great job. They give us this backstory of him being a failed comedian who has one really horrible day. And the whole thing is uh, a commentary on him and Batman both. You're one bad day away from totally abandoning the framework of a normal life and doing something mad. 
And then Joker in the end undercuts all that by saying, if I'm going to have a past, I'd prefer it to be multiple choice. This is one possible way that I'm here, but ultimately, Batman, it doesn't matter because you're trying to bring order to chaos and I am the chaos that you're trying to subdue and you can't win. Yeah, mm. that is Joker at his best. I agree. And so Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo uh, in their New 52 run over about, I guess, 10 years ago now they were writing it. Um, Good grief. I know. They came under, uh, like, a, a pretty common criticism of them is that they present the Joker as though he's this, like, totemic, elemental force of chaos rather than a goofy clown who zaps people with buzzers. Mm -hmm. I don't think those are incompatible. Right. And I do prefer a Joker that arises out of the ether as though sort of cosmically balancing the order that Batman's trying to bring. Well, we do kind of get a, a joke, a live action Joker later that is kind of that. Exactly. That's no a huge real motivation. No real, like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Mm -hmm. uh, Jared, and Jared only. Leto crushes it. He's so good. He does. He does. <laughs> because of all the dead mice he mailed his co stars. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think so. Once, <laughs> once Jack is the Joker, I think yeah, he's sure. a great Joker. Sure. Yeah, I, I do not want to see him as a gangster. As a gangster before that. I mean, it's yeah. like in that New 52 run that we keep talking about, and I'm sure we're going to keep talking about over the next yeah, we definitely month and a half. Uh, there's a moment where Joker himself gets into the Batcave. He like swims into it and refuses to look at who Batman might be because he's like, that doesn't matter to me. I don't care if he's Bruce Wayne. I don't you care if are, he's not Bruce I Wayne. I think you are thinking of when Bruce shows up at his jail cell. There's there's two moments. Is it does it happen both times? It happens he, twice. He basically yeah. tells him turn around, and Joker says no. Yeah, Bruce. He doesn't want to know who Batman yeah. is I love because it. it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so like, Carter, that's you should honestly read the new Fifty Two run of Batman. It's a. I might reread it. I'm going to reread it during this time. I think I just so. Decided. We talked okay. about that. We texted about it. I think it would be really fun for us as a group to read through like the three graphic novels that look to be huge inspirations for the Pattinson thing. Which is it looks to be year long one, long Halloween, long Halloween, and then New Fifty Two, Volume One, Court of Owls. Yeah, as a group, I yeah. think that would be a super fun group project. That would we can text really, about that really later, fun. but that would be fun to read that as a group. Well, I think it's good to say it on this podcast because I think that if you're listening and that sounds interesting to you, like if you've never, if you've never jumped into comics, and look, I understand that. Uh, Batman tends to, we have, my my brother-in-law refers to things as having the Batman effect where he says it's not actually cool. It's just been hyped up so much. <laughs> I understand that Batman yeah. can be a total punchline sometimes. Sure. S these these storylines that we're talking about are actually very, very tight and really good writing and yeah. a lot of fun. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. And I was down for your super dump too. And I, I uh, almost co-sign, but my super dump is it, it was very, and what's tough is it almost feels unfair, but we are reviewing this in 2022. Sure. <laughs> but it feels unfair, but it's like it was super heavy-handed to make sure that we knew. Like my super dump specifically was his uh, reported skill set on his file when he yeah, was that he's in good at prison. Chemistry. Yeah. He's an artist. He's good at chemistry. We got to make sure that they know why he can do everything. Mm -hmm. That he does. Mm -hmm. Why so, he can yeah, do such was, good painting in the museum to that that's why song. He's, yeah, I'm going to do some art now. I'm like, okay, well. Yep. There you go. I agree. We know why now. I agree with both of your super dumps. Just want to say that. Even though they're not my super dumps, I agree with both of them. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all on the same page about this, for sure. 
I think before we get into like shout announcements, going back to Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale, mm-hmm. which is such a fun, such a good. Is it Basinger? Yeah. I said Basinger like an idiot. No, I know I'm the I'm last to one to, to trust on pronunciation. <laughs> say, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's Basinger. Basinger. Um, but Kim, uh, so she was 36 at the time. She's older than me when she made this movie. And like Chelsea and I have talked about Dang, like- that's old. Who are you most- <laughs> Older no, than Carter? No, no, no. Wow. It's like a testament to her like timeless beauty. Chelsea and uh, I talked sure. about like who are the most, what are the most beautiful moments of people in the world? And for one of them, it was Kim Basinger in Batman. Another one's like Jude Law in The Holiday. It's like oh, just totally, yeah. That I'm just yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm more on board with Jude Law in The Holiday being this world. <laughs> but it was funny. We were joking. Like we would laugh every time they put glasses on Vicky Vale. And they're like, are you trying to hide? Is Are you trying to be like, well, she's not. She'll be prettier later. She's not like she's gonna that put- <laughs> pretty. Are we, have we confirmed 100% that Kim Basinger is not Taylor Swift's mother? Ooh. Chelsea said the same thing. She Ooh. was like, there's some similarities there. Yeah. I would say a lot of similarities. Yeah, this is the only time that we see her in all of the Batmans. I looked ahead to-, okay. to I thought so. Week. I thought she was out after mm-hmm. this. It's so you know, interesting. It's easy for me um, as a, 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 a retired Batman fanatic who is opening up his heart to be heard again. Um, <laughs> I, I, I put Batman down for- about five years, didn't read anything, didn't play anything, yeah. didn't watch anything. And then I decided to pick up, you know, and, and casually date Batman again. And I think yeah. it's easy for me Reconnected. With, the, with the history yeah. that I have with the character to look at him dating Vicky Vale and be like, I hate that. And to look at him dating Wonder Woman in the Ben Affleck thing and be like, I hate that. And I just, I think I hate Batman with any romantic attachments yeah. almost at all. Yeah. Um, but it does create a lot of fun when Bruce is trying to both romantically open up to somebody and also yeah, yeah. hide the fact that he dresses like a bat and punches people for a I mean, living? is is that not though like are we not completely aping Superman and Lois sure. here? Sure. I just think Superman and Lois is is better than Batman and Vicky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I would say the same. I would agree with that. I would say the same. Mostly because Did you think you were being controversial? No, no, no. Oh, okay. The tone was like <laughs> the tone was like, and I'm ready to Get fight. Ready. About it. It's just because Vicky doesn't get to say a weird poem like like Lois does in Superman. <laughs> I really love the weird poem. I wish there'd been a weird poem. Yeah. I think every movie should just probably go ahead and have a weird poem. Give me a weird poem in everything. When they're falling in love or out of love or staying in love. Accidentally in love, it. perhaps. Yeah. So she said, what's the problem, baby? Accidentally in love. <laughs> what's the problem? I don't know. Well, maybe I'm in maybe love. Maybe I'm in love. Yeah, I feel that for sure. It is time, though, for shout announcements, which I'm in love with. We're shout announcements. It's a different Batman, but I, it's, it's right shares, here. It shares it's the right same, here. It shares the same energy. Which Who I, are you? I'm Bonesaw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman, and I've got you for three minutes. Batman is ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when it comes to Spotify, there's two mm. important things to do. Tell them both. I would say the first most important thing is to pay for Spotify Premium so that you don't get those ads that are 500 times the volume of the rest of oh, the thing yes, you're listening dude. to. Yes. Um, I would say part 1A of the most important thing is if you're an Apple Music person, why? Switch to Spotify. Like, 
Just do it. Um, but number two, the most important thing you could do for us on Spotify is rate us. You're actually yeah. able to rate podcasts now directly mm. in the Spotify app. And, and review? Or I don't, no, I don't believe that there are written reviews yet. I, I, just I hope say how happens. many stars you love us. Yeah, like just a second. You probably do that in one second, eh? Yeah, uh, it, it is right there. I mean, if you yeah, go yeah, two chunks probably in a hunk, one second, eh? it, says, it says it's got profile picture, it's got two chunks in a hunk, and then it's got a star that you can click and rate. It'll take you about a second and a half. It's so um, easy. And it, it that's huge for us, honestly. Anytime a new platform or, or an existing platform has a newly introduced rating system, it is vitally important that we get some numbers up there. We actually already have um, more than I was expecting um, on Spotify. I wish I had that number pulled up. There's no way to know, though, unfortunately. Yeah, um, it's I impossible. Can't, I can't think of a way to do it. But please, if you don't mind, take a second and rate us on Spotify. That would be... Absolutely massive for us. Something that is not absolutely massive, but is instead quite tiny and hand-sized mm-hmm. is Legos. Mm-hmm. I love those little block boys and gals. Uh, I can't think of a good middle sentence, but the last <laughs> sentence was going to be, for this p- series on our Patreon oh, feed, we're going to be watching Lego Batman. I got to have a first sentence, a middle sentence, and a last sentence when I talk, and the middle sentence is doo-doo. Yeah, so for Patreon for, for Patreon for this series, we'll be watching Lego Batman. Will and Annette, all this, so excited. If all this serious Batman stuff is a bit too dark and broody for well, you. Well, wait two movies if it's all a little yeah. too serious for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lego Batman is a great time. If you haven't seen it, we would love you to watch it with us and listen to our Patreon bonus episode about that. You can get that bonus episode as well as... What Just a feels whole bunch like others. what feels like hundreds of others, but is really like a little less than twenty others, uh, for two dollars a month. That's super duper cheap. That is not even a cup of coffee a month. You know, for all you millennials, for even for forget all you forget about avocado toast. Isn't it three dollars a month? It is three dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> for three dollars a month. Sorry, that's really expensive. I get it. If you can't do two, was better. If you can't do three, I totally get it. <laughs> Uh, we have a very uh, aptly named movie to be talking about tomorrow. Makes total sense. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Dude, we are all week. over the freaking map on this <laughs> next one. Next week. We all have to pee so bad. It's true. I really <laughs> have very to true. pee very bad right now. <laughs> it's lots of coffee. You know, it's a double-edged sword. It gives us the energy and then it also makes it you hard to You just talk about sometimes. how bad you have to pee and then you just, you just sort of kept just going. going. Forever you just kept Batman going. returns. Mm. He does. He does. <laughs> He does Next return. week in a movie yes. that we'll, re- we'll be reviewing called Batman Return. Amazing. He does. Next week. We still have te- we still have Team Burton, and it's a Team Burton Batman. Still Miguel Keaton. <laughs> still but, Tim Burton's Canada's number one supplier of coffee and donuts. We keep Danny as well, right? We keep Danny Elfman for this next one. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. Same crew. I love it. Uh, and yeah, so, yeah, great. be back with us. We'll be donning our... Uh, crudely fashioned leather suits that seem to fit our bodies, our silhouettes perfectly. Um, we'll throw on some uh, top hats and monocles, <laughs> just like our good buddy, Mr. Peanut. And we'll try <laughs> my we'll favorite try Batman, Batman villain, villain Mr. Peanut. <laughs> also, Pee Wee Herman is his dad. Yeah, his uh, penguin's dad in the next one. So. Yeah. Well, what people don't know is that Pee Wee stands for Peanut Weena Herman. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stands for Penguin Wingwin Herman. <laughs> penguin Wingwin. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I think it's time for me to super pump, please, because it would be good to spend a little bit of time here. <clears throat> we talked about Joker's origin. Yeah. That we're not a huge fan. Yeah. That we don't really love our Joker being definable. Yeah. Um, I would say that post-origin story, what we get is a pretty fantastic Joker. Yeah, it's real fun. Real <laughs> good. Portrayed iconically by my super yes. pump for 1989's Batman, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And I'm going to start by saying I don't like seeing the Joker as Jack... Uh, Napier. Jack Napier, the gangster. But I love a gangster-influenced Joker. Have I got a Jared Leto for you? Yeah, right. I more mean yeah, like yeah. Tommy Guns and Fedora gangster. Yeah. Um, man, he is unsettling to look at yeah. when he has his people makeup on. Yeah, I don't like that. It's no good. It's no good. Jack is chaotic in his yeah. energy. I mean, he is funny. Dance with the Devil in the Pale Moonlight has transcended this movie. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, man, I... Watching this as an adult, this is my first time as like what I would classify as an, a, an emotionally mature, sometimes adult, to watch this movie. Watching it, I understand the hesitancy of people to readily accept Heath. Yeah. Because it seems like totally. such a different direction. And I actually think yeah. they're cut from the same cloth once Jack becomes Joker. I really do. Well, sure. They're all, I mean, they're, they're faithful incarnations of the Joker. Sure. Yeah. Um, but Jack sets the bar so high here. He is yeah, that only he could do. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this gave me huge uh Defoe as Osborne vibes. Totally. Yeah. He yeah. it's like you have the face. Yep. You're supposed to be yeah. the Joker. Now they almost blew it and gave us a younger version of Jack that was more terrifying than yeah. actual Jack. When we do the flashback of that dude's grin, it's like, whoa. It's no good. Yeah. It was very, it's very freaky. Yeah. Well, it's very freaky. I, I wonder if there's a world in which he doesn't have these goofy prosthetic smile lines. Because mm -hmm. those don't work for me. Oh, I love and, them. Unless he's laughing, then it looks really scary. But otherwise, it just looks like he's got like nuts stored in his cheeks for winter. But, but that's his that's his failed <laughs> plastic surgery facial reconstruction. Sure, yeah, which is fine. I mean, that's which, that's we, really like a 
a not a plus or a minus for me. It's just like, oh, that's mm-hmm. part of this. I could do without that or have oh, it here. Oh, see, I it like doesn't. it. It's an active plus for me because it to me it mm. makes him way more unsettling when he's not mm. laughing because yeah. it's like you look bad. I think going into this viewing, I definitely remembered the camp. And it was just iconic because they got Jack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the first scene where we have him, speaking of the plastic surgeon, where we never see his face and it unwraps and he starts laughing. Ooh, it's so good. That's great. I forgot. Like, it's he's so actually, good. It's super unsettling. Yeah. His laughing throughout is, is top notch. Um, and if you were to like take apart certain pieces of everyone's representation of the Joker, Jack might have the laugh. Uh, a lot of people impersonate Heats, and we'll get to that eventually. But it's like he he kind of he did such a good job with that. And this movie we talked about earlier, how it's still a lot of people like Michael Keaton's not fully Michael Keaton just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Tim Burton is definitely not Tim Burton just yet. Yeah, but Jack Nicholson is firmly Jack. Jack. Yeah, yes. And so it was like to to make, and they kind of were unfair in how they ended up getting him to actually do this. Um, some of that, like some of the trivia that's most well-known and people talk about all the time in the Batman series is that almost Robin Williams as Joker. Yeah. Who I thought would probably have done a good job oh, too, course. but everyone, you look at Jack and he was he was really built for it. Um, but did y'all read about like what that process mm-hmm. was with Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. No. So Jack initially was out and then they said, well, if it's not you, you know, Robin's going to come do this. And they had actually been in semi-negotiations with Robin to come in and, or Robin Williams to come in and do uh, the Joker, and then Jack was like, oh, well, then I'm back in. And so then kind of Williams gets ousted, says, I'm never going to do a Warner Brothers movie until y'all apologize. Because ultimately, that was pretty unfair. Because if, yeah, as big yeah. as Jack is in 1989, Robin Williams is way up there too and would later just own the 90s and have some kind of revenge there. But yeah, to get Jack, and he he made Jack Nicholson as the Joker to this day is the most money anyone has made for a role in a movie all time. Really? Because, because contractually, mm. Jack said, I will, how about, because they, you know, the budget, it's a $35 million movie. Yeah. Okay. But he's like, I will take uh, some of the, like, profit. Like, however much money this makes. And I think it wasn't just in movies. I think it was in like merch and stuff. Yeah. So, for a movie that cost $35 million, Jack Nicholson ended up making $60 million. Whoa. Almost double what this movie costs to make. (laughs) So obviously, and and one of the things I love about Jack Nicholson is he's pretty arrogant as a person. Sure. Yeah. And he has this interesting recognition of of knowing who he is, right? Yes. It's like Nick Cage in real life is trying to do a Jack Nicholson impersonation in terms of his fame. Right. Right. It's like, he's almost arrogant, but it's just like, dude, but, you're not quite there. You're on your, you're an anomaly. But like Jack used to watch this movie weekly after it came out. He loved his, he loved, because he loved his performance so much. I love that. I love that. I would love even so, like one little drop of that sort of ego because I can't even listen to an episode of this podcast ever. Yeah. yeah it's even, weird. even while I'm editing it, I'm just like, God, I'm an idiot. I hate that I said that. I had fun uh, reading some reviews from like when this came out. It's always fun to like, uh, because Ebert and Roper have been around for a long time. But like 1989, anyone who wasn't reviewing it super highly or just couldn't give it a 10 was like, well, you know, even it was a good movie, even if the lead was outshined by the villain. Right. Right. And that's so funny because 
if we look at it now, I've always viewed Batman as initially, in terms of character narrative, just kind of being a canvas for his villain. Sure. Like Batman is never the biggest thing about a Batman movie. Right. It's always the villain. Right. Yeah. And even after, like Jack was one of the only ones to this day who's able to do it by himself. Because then we just start pairing everybody up. The movie we start talking about next week, it's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's at least two kind of all the way. Because even even with, we get uh, Ghoul with uh, Scarecrow, you know, yeah. even with the Christian Bale movies. And so I think that's one of my, what makes Batman one of my favorites. And also Spider-Man is the villains are there. Yeah. And, and the villains make the thing. And so it was kind of funny to read that people were like, that was a downfall. Was that the villain was the villain performance was better than the hero? So are we still expecting <laughs> in superhero comics for it to be mainly about the superhero? I don't know. I think in superhero movies, and partially because this is the template for almost all superhero movies since, I think that the villain serves as a, a manifestation of the conflict of the movie. Sure. In, in a way that probably other genres don't necessarily like. Maybe a James Bond movie would have a villain be like. <laughs> They're the manifestation of the conflict. So I think by necessity, the villain defines the movie because the hero is the static force that must adapt to this new... Yeah, I think it has to be the villain defining it. I'm almost certain that I've talked about this, but there's a DC-produced documentary called Necessary Evil that goes through all of the villains and heroes of the DC universe and says, like, essentially the, the thesis statement of the documentary is heroes are only able to exist if there are villains because there is nothing like villains act first. Heroes always react because there's nothing to hero against unless somebody first does a bad thing. And I think the Nolan movies talk about the escalation inherent in that too. Right. Uh, Avengers age of Ultron does too. So you need, you need a villain to hit a 10 for your hero to pursue a 10. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack does that. In space. Oh, absolutely. No pun intended. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's just a bad story if it's not a if it's a bad villain. Yeah. In the sense yeah. of like just not portrayed well. <clears throat> absolutely. It's just not good. That's, yeah. That's a great point. Love it. Yeah, I think we talked about this too in the when we were talking our villain rush more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moons ago. Yep. Of of the importance of that. Whose super pump was that? Jordan, was that yours? That was or me. Or was that yours? That was me. My Carter, pump you, was your the pump set. was Gotham, huh? Gotham City, yeah, yeah. The set early. Can we talk about Danny Elfman now? Sure. Is that okay? Can yes, we change gears that much? Crap. Yeah. Danny Elfman's Batman score is my super pump. Iconic. The fact do that you like it more than the Spider Man score? I do. I do too. Okay, good. The fact good. that this I, you're such a spider boy, yeah. I thought you were gonna stay true. The fact that this score almost didn't happen is the most shocking thing about this movie. Mm-hmm. The original plan that. was for it to use a lot of licensed music. Prince was going to write songs for the villains. <laughs> Michael Jackson was going to write ballads for the heroes. Michael Jackson was rain, Yeah, Michael ba- Michael Jackson was too busy on his bad world tour, so he bowed out. Amazing. So then it was just going to be only Prince. Tim Burton basically pulled Elfman in and was like, "This is the guy I want to rework the themes from Prince's scores into the orchestration for this movie." Uh, That was the plan for the producers. Sorry, the producers said, you're going to bring this guy in, he's going to do that. Burton said, absolutely not. My movies, he's quoted as saying, my movies aren't commercial like Top Gun, so they're not going to be a jukebox, basically. And so they were like, yeah, how about Elfman, you write this complete weird gothic score Mm -hmm. for us. Uh, And Elfman knocks it out of the park. It is unbelievably good. Oh, it's, it's, 
I think for my money, one of the best superhero scores. I, I want to take a second to cross pump. Uh, there's a, a podcast called The Soundtrack Show produced by iHeartRadio. They have an entire episode uh, about the Batman soundtrack. And that sounds like a lot of talk about the Batman soundtrack until you realize that they have most of their movies. Like the Jurassic Park discussion is three full one-hour episodes. Wow. But Love that. they have an hour episode about the Batman soundtrack. Uh, and and uh, they explain it a lot better than I can. And they, If you're into like music theory analysis and the way that themes are repeated and changed to mean different things throughout the course of a movie score, highly recommend that podcast. It's very, very interesting. Do you have a favorite part of the main Batman theme? It's the four yes, note, I do. the four note motif at the very beginning. Wah, 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 yep. wah, wah. Yeah, because that those yeah. four notes of the Batman theme and then we resolve it down for Gotham. We can resolve that up. We can play it major. We can play it minor. Almost all of the melodies in this are some riff, some rearrangement of that four-note theme. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. It's the most like economical, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like what just a perfect wrapping for the package. Mm-hmm. Of, oh my goodness, reinv- it's incredible. Reinvention cinematically of Batman, and it has transcended because- this movie completely yes. to be like when Sam Raimi hires Danny Elfman, he's like, "Can you kind of just do Batman again for Spider-Man?" Yep. Yeah, and he does. Yeah. It's it's really and similar. Even that tune. That we just shared, like I don't, I I feel like it will never be replaced. That's it, a Batman. I think for a long time until we just literally die out. This generation that, that <laughs> got to see that and have influence on that is like that's going to be what you think of. Uh, I think with sound, even the when you end think of, of Batman the, as a theme. the Batman trailer, it feels like it's kind of yoinking that, and that's okay. So, oh, one hundred percent with it. One hundred percent. Yeah. I people would prefer my that. favorite part of the main Batman theme is the little series of triplets, the ascending triplets that come. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It is every time that I happens, I get chills. Yep. Yes. How quickly are you, video game boys, going to jump back into the Batman? Arkham. Did Did you not just want to play Arkham? Oh, so we, much we actually just this? played through uh, a couple of them recently. Callie and I did. I would so, love to do that. Um. I, I was freshly Arkhamed out, but all I wanted to do was jump back in. <laughs> I just can't believe that's the magic of this movie and this vision mm-hmm. is because when you look at that incredibly successful video, is that one of the most successful video game franchises of all it's, time? It's up is there. The it's series? up there. I don't know successful if it's, licensed franchises. Yeah. Yeah. Even the designs of that, like just the way that that, that world looks and feels, I feel like… Started here, oh, right? It owes everything like to this. Yeah, Absolutely. because yeah. because its its true primary in, influence is the animated series, um, yeah. and which in turn was influenced Bingo. by this. Correct. Yeah. That's like the Big Bang magic of this movie. It just came out of nowhere, yeah. and it all worked together. I it's just unbelievable. I came out of this viewing experience higher than I thought Same. I'd be. I'm, and it's just looking at the history of everything. Yeah. because this is first. I'm higher, like conceptually, on it than I thought it would be. This is one of those movies where, like, talking about it and thinking about it is almost more enjoyable than the watch for me. I hear that because I would say I would say this movie doesn't necessarily hold up visually. No, it does not. Like as I'm watching this, I'm often wishing it was a different Batman movie. Like I'm often wishing, like, man, this is. This is good, and I respect this, and I love the things that it spawned. But this is not my favorite iteration of this, and I'm sure, honestly, right. honestly, kind of bored and want it to be over. 
Yeah. Um, Tim Burton was bored of this movie too, by the way. Really? He's only just now come around to liking it. Really? So I, I haven't yeah. super dumped yet, and I'll speak a little into that boredom, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Act three, specifically The Tower. Very long. <laughs> Can we? I thought you were going to talk about Batman just flying his plane for like 40 minutes. Just no. Like, no. Across the screen so like that's, seven times. That's definitely part of it, but I want to zero in specifically on Batman's journey from the bottom of the clock tower to I the top. Or the, uh, what is it? The, it's not a church. steeple. It's I guess it is kind of a steeple. The church. It is, yeah. Um, but from the bottom of that tower to the top of that tower could have been cut into a fifth. Mm. A full 20% of that time could have been used. And I would have still been like, we probably could have skipped some of this. It's like they wanted it to be like the climax of Blade Runner that came out like seven years prior, where it takes Harrison Ford a year to get to the top of right. of that building or right. whatever to, to hear him talk about tears in the rain. Yeah. And it just, I, I felt like they wanted oh. it to feel like a video game where it was like, oh, you got a mini boss before you get to the real boss. <laughs> I yeah, I hated that portion. I was I was giddy like a schoolboy for the rest of my watch until we got to that part and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I just want this movie to be done now." Yeah. Yeah, for me, some of that pace is easier to get through because it's just everything around what's going on is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's changing every time that we change frames. But, you know, even like Vicky's apartment, which by the way, girl, are, are you not running the newspaper? Right. Like that's very nice. <laughs> Um, but you know, Gotham rent was low. Early, I guess uh, in the late eighties. Um, but yeah, just having the same tower over and over again in the stairs, and more things are falling. It's like we know it's a long way down. Like you've showed that with the shoe, you show that with the body, you show that with the bell, get it. and yeah, it just runs and runs. Yeah. And you know, I had forgotten that they stay pretty. Would you? Okay, would you say? that Batman killed the Joker in this movie. No. <sighs> There's kills of omission and kills of right. commission, right? right? <laughs> uh, Batman's Batman's got kind of a tricky history with like, I don't have to kill you, but I'm not going right. to save you. I was thinking about that. No. Yeah. yeah. I would say that he actively tried to grab and pull up the Joker. Mm-hmm. So and it didn't think this, didn't think the gargoyle would break with, off. If anything, right? it's manslaughter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which, if you break it down, also is man's laughter. Mm. Maybe and, that and was the Joker's plan whoa. all along. And what else is there if not the laughter of what is of, of, a, a, of man. a man? Yeah. <laughs> of a man. I don't want to hear a lady laugh today. <laughs> Boys only on this one. <laughs> oh, hey, it's time to rate. 1989's Tim Burton's Michael Keaton's Jack Nicholson's The Batman, but minus the... It's time to write this movie. We're going to do that with science this time. Um, science. Same science. The same science that Jack was good at at 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The chemist. Mm-hmm. Um, and how could he not get a job? Why did he end up being a gangster? <laughs> I am the economy. I am tired you know, of yeah, movies telling us that somebody's a psychopath because they got a clinical diagnosis. Just let me, <laughs> just let me figure out that they're crazy. That He's crazy, and the doctor says so. Right? Yeah. It's just like okay. Well, they did not do a very good job getting a grip on that situation. Then, in that case, <laughs> like, like he goes to the doctor, and he's like, "You're crazy, but 
I don't know. Have go, a good day or go whatever. On, See get. you later. Go on, get. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy and you're, you're racking up assault charges at 15, but you get out of here, scamp. <laughs> go finish junior year. <laughs> you're going to get a driver's license. Does anybody drive in Gotham or is it all taxis like New York? No, they drive. We're like going to rate this with science, uh, scientific cinema scale to be exact. And it goes a little something like this. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. It's followed by rent it. And then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. Yeah. I'm going to buy... Batman 1989. Um, my experience alone would not get me there, but it is respect, soundtrack, and influence that easily scoots this into the buy yeah. category. So this, yeah. this movie is a firm, firm buy for me. My turn. Imagine that you have a best friend. Done. You love this best friend. Easy. Your best friend's dad is an amateur painter and has an art show. I would not be friends with that person anymore. Are you kidding me? Their paintings, their dad's paintings are not awesome. But I would still buy a ticket to that dad's art show because perhaps the greatest art that dad ever made was my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to buy Batman, not because its art is really my exact flavor. But because what you're actually buying is Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> but because what I'm actually buying is Batman the Animated Series <laughs> and the influence on Batman sure. for the next, I mean, 30 years. Sure. Yeah, I I buy it too. And I was thinking of when we reviewed A New Hope. And A New Hope, I think I bought the poster for. Yeah. And it was a lot of it was the built on like, speaking of coming out of nowhere. Right. For real. Like, oh my God. That's the how ultimate coming out of nowhere. <laughs> right? And so... But there was still enough in there that made me want to watch it again and again and again and again. And and I think to a lesser extent, you know, like we said, the influence that this movie has on the icon and the consistently portrayed Batman uh, in movies and TV is unquestioned. Oh, yeah. So it's a buy for me too. And it's not a buy of the poster. And a lot of it is me also kind of looking ahead at at some of the other iterations that we'll get in terms of like enjoying them as a movie, as a singular Sure. Uh, episode. So, but yeah, so good. Well, that that about that about does it for us. Make sure uh, you join us next week as we review Batman Returns. Uh, two chunks returns as well. Two chunks will return mm. in next week's episode about Batman Returns. Two chunks will return in Batman Returns. <laughs> Uh, make sure you review us on Spotify or rate us on Spotify. Rather, uh, we we threw that out in shout announcements too. But I know I know some of you. I know some of you skip that. Some of you skip. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw. There's it in a here. good energy to like. There is an energy. It's not always good to doing the first review of a long series. Mm. This one specifically, though, I'm looking down months from now when we're still doing this, and like I'm I'm very eager. <laughs> yeah, yeah I want to be there. This is gonna be a fun time. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name, uh, which is a good reminder to our audience that we are real people. Please don't hurt my feelings with a low review on Spotify. Um, <laughs> and we are three different people. And we're three different No matter people. how similar we sound. Um, I want us each to say our name and what we would have named Joker if we got the chance. Not the villain, the Jack Napier human. Like, like what's his real boy name? Yeah, right. Oh, uh, okay. If we were making this movie, what would we have made 
his name. I'm for two chunks in a hunk. I'm Jordan and Woos Brain. Mm, but like B-R-A-N-E. Uh-huh. He's the opposite. He was, it's a thinker. He's the opposite <laughs> of Batman and Bruce in every way. Woos Brain. But also, if you think about it, he's crazy. So his, his brain, brain is, is a little woos. He's got a he's <laughs> it's woos, a little bit woos. Got a couple squoos woos <laughs> into brain. Hey, that sucks. That that's actually very good. That it works on two levels. And I thought of all of that before I said the joke too, which is good. You didn't uh-huh. you? Didn't <laughs> that's crazy. I like these at the end because I almost never have an answer in mind when I say it. So I accidentally yeah. put all of us in a bad situation. Yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> Uh, I'm Doge, and it was just, it was a little unclear to me whenever he was playing with playing cards that he was going to be the Joker. Mm-hmm. I just wish he'd been more on the nose. Sure. So in my version of the script, his name is Smilo Falldown, <laughs> and that's because he smiles a lot and he falls down a lot. Isn't that the main character with, in the animated Atlantis? Yeah, Smilo Falldown from Atlantis. Same character confirmed. This is a live action Amazing. prequel to Atlantis. <laughs> But he smiles a lot and he falls down a lot and plays with playing cards. So that way when he smiles at Batman and when he falls down into the acid uh, and when he yeah. plays with playing cards, we know if you watch closely, it's actually the same character as before. Amazing. It's not. You don't have to lie. Did I take yours? Is that why you're thinking so long? He was like, dang, I was going to do Smilo fall down. I was going to say Smilo fall down. Um, I'm Carter and... His name, his full name, he's always called by his full name. It's Larry Osmond Lemons. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But then he happens to show his card at one point, and it's simply just his initials. LOL. LOL. Lots of love. Lots of love. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.